unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my
Good evening. Okay. <laughs> it's nice to have you all here tonight. Um, welcome to our area-wide youth night tonight. Uh, if you're a visitor here, you're, we want you to feel extra special welcome from us this evening. Uh, I have planned a lot of the songs we're going to sing. Kind of, uh, I was hoping be a few more of a Maywood Week 8 people here to help us some of these songs, so they may be a little less familiar to some of you, but we're going to try to sing them anyways. Uh, so I'll be leading the song service tonight, and then Brother Tommy Baragona will have our opening prayer. Brother Steve Hodgen will bring our lesson. <clears throat> First song is Great Are You, Lord. Holy Lord, most holy Lord, you alone are worthy of my praise. Oh, holy Lord, most holy Lord, with all my heart I sing. eventually start singing it here at this congregation. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night then through the dark 
Next song will be Turn My Heart. Turn my heart on. Yeah. 
Father, we are truly thankful that we have the opportunity to be here tonight to worship you, an awesome God, and we pray that you will be with us during this time of worship, that it will be pleasing in your sight. Father, we're so thankful that you've blessed us with these young people that are assembled tonight. Father, we know that the future of the church is in good hands because of the teaching and the training that they're receiving now. We pray that you will be with each one of them. Help them to remain faithful to you throughout their entire life. Father, we're thankful for the cooperation that we have among the congregations in this area. And we pray that we can have a united front to stand against Satan in our communities. Be with us. Forgive us when we do wrong. Help us to always do what's right in your sight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The invitation song after the lesson tonight will be I Am Mine No More. The song before the lesson we're going to sing someday. Gotta be ready when he calls my name. Gotta be ready when he calls my name. Gotta be ready when he calls my name. and looking around and expecting uh, groups to come from some of the area congregations. 
and they're not coming in. And so we're beginning to, to worry a little bit. But you know, and I see some have come in. So, but you know what? Sometimes the spring scheduling and post uh, last the leaders and it's just the way it is. But shame on us for maybe the negative thoughts that we had a moment ago because I want to tell you something, folks. That didn't diminish our worship one bit. And it does not, man, that, is, that singing was fantastic. And praise to God for that. Tonight, as, and whoever is here, you're here. And that means a lot. And as I said, that doesn't diminish our worship, nor does it diminish our study of His Word. So as we look at some things together... I want us to think about, we've been singing about the heart. We, we were singing about the importance of the heart, and that's, I love to sing those songs. But in Proverbs 4 and verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence because out of it spring the issues of life. That verse alone tells us that the contents of, of your heart are very, very important because from it, literally from it, comes who you are and how you live. So as we do this tonight, I hope you understand, as I've heard Brother Ken say many times, and I've come to appreciate that very much, that this is the continuation of our worship. This is not a, a time for, for me to get up here and perform and you decide if you like it or not. We're listening to the Word of God. And let me tell you something, there's nothing greater than studying the Word of God. And as we think about what the Word of God says about our hearts, I'm reminded of Matthew 12 and verse 35. Jesus said, out of, the, out of a good heart, a good man brings forth good treasure. Out of the good treasure, uh, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. I got those backwards. But then an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. Then in Mark chapter 12... Verses 29 and 30, Jesus said on one occasion, He said, this is the first of all commandments. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You see, Scripture puts a great deal of emphasis on your heart. So you may be wondering, what's up with that title? What's in your container? What's that all about anyway? As we think about that just for a second, when I talk about a container, you can notice that uh, container water's coming out of it. Now, how many of you have ever been, just a, a little side to, to set the stage here, how many of you have ever been uh, out in the country and maybe the water's been off for a while and you really needed something to drink or you were ready to, to uh, make some something, and you run and you turn that water on, and the water comes out, and it's dirty. It's brown. That ever happened to anybody? You rushed and said, oh, this is great. I can't wait to get some ice in it. Didn't you? Don't you love to do that? You didn't really do that, did it? You poured it out and said, I'll wait a little while until the water cleans up. You didn't want to drink that dirty water. I want you to think about the water that comes out of that container is pure because what's in the container is pure. So when Jesus said that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, out of your heart comes the things that you are. Folks, we're talking about who you are on the inside. So I want to make sure that you, before we do anything else, you understand when the Bible talks about your heart, when Jesus said a good man out of the good treasure of his heart or her heart will bring good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart or her heart 
brings forth evil things. He is saying that there is a center who you really are. The eternal you. The spiritual you. The you out of which everything you are, everything you think, everything you will become, everything you will do for the Lord or against Him comes out of who you are on the inside. That's your heart. Now someone might say, now wait a minute, what is the difference between a heart, your heart, your spiritual heart, and your soul? Now, we don't have time to sit and talk about the, the fine line that might exist between those two. doesn't matter. I'll tell you something and take it to heart. If your spiritual heart is not pure, then your soul's not pure, neither is your life. But if your heart is right with God and it's pure, then your soul is pure and your life is pure. So you see, the Bible makes it very clear right off the bat that your heart is important. Now, I want us to think about a scripture that we were going to have a scripture reading, but let us, I want you to think about, you might want to turn your Bibles there to Luke chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. We will use this as a guide for our study tonight. In Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 24, Jesus said, When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, it wanders through dry places seeking rest. But finding none, he says... I'll go, I'll return, to the, um, I'll return to my home, my house from which I came. And when he's come, he finds it swept and put in order. Then, taking seven other spirits more wicked than himself, they enter and dwell in it. Then Jesus said, the latter state of that person, that man, is worse than the first. You think about that just for a second. And I hope as we unfold this lesson, it will make sense to you. Now, when I put this image up there, I want you to understand why it's up there. You have the good fortune tonight, and I, this lesson is not just for teenagers. You have the good fortune tonight, or the bad fortune, depending on how you look at things, of having the dumbest preacher on planet Earth standing up here talking to you. I only know one way to explain God's Word, and that is super simple. So when you look at that illustration, it's that time of year. People, There are many people looking forward to getting in two pools just like that one. And that one is clean, and that one is ready, and that one is inviting. Now, I want you to think for a minute. When you go back, what's coming out of that container is pure because it's pure. It's clean. That's the kind of pool into which I wouldn't mind getting because it's clean. It's been taken care of. So when I think about... Luke chapter 11, verses 24 through 26, I'd like to leave you with three thoughts about how important who you are on the inside is. That spiritual part of you, your heart. So when I say what's in your container, the title of this lesson, if you saw it somewhere, what I'm really asking is, what's in your heart? What's in your heart? So that's the verse that we looked at a minute ago. But now there are three things I want us to learn from that passage. Number one, my heart must be emptied of spiritual uncleanness. Jesus said when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man. Let me tell you something. For you and I to please God, for you to be what God wants you to be, for God to use you as a servant of His, your heart has to be pure. I know you know that. We sang that song in uh, Psalm 51 and verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Father, give me a clean heart. Now here's a verse that I'm pretty sure that every teenager has heard more than one time. 
2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 22, what did Paul say there? To the young man, Timothy. What has been preached to you over and over? Flee youthful lust, but pursue righteousness and faith and love and peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Now, sometimes I'm afraid we read that verse, we study that verse, we preach that verse, and we want you to live that verse the way I just read it. Flee youthful lust. Follow righteousness. Follow faith. Follow love. Follow peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. With those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Sometimes, I'm afraid, we put the focus on getting that which is sinful out of your heart. You have to do that, first of all. But you have to maintain a pure heart. You have to have a pure heart. Or let me rephrase what I just said for clarity's sake. We concentrate on don't you do the things you shouldn't do. Don't you do those things because they will cause you to go to hell and be lost. Now, there there wasn't anything untrue or unbiblical about what I just said. We concentrate on you need to be at these youth devotionals. You need to go to singing in the park. You need to, to, to be in latch to leaders. You need to do the righteous things. You need to do the faithful things. You need to do the loving things. You need to do the things that, that create spiritual peace. But folks, you can't do any of those things if your heart's not pure. You can't do any of those things if your heart's not pure. So the very first thing, I have to, my heart has to be emptied of spiritual uncleanness. So I ask you tonight, you want to go swimming in that? No? No takers? What about that one? That was, that one has that nice putrid look to it, doesn't it? Nobody wants to get into that. Now, listen, I told you you wouldn't miss this illustration. You can't miss it. If your heart looks like that, how can God use you? If your heart looks like that, how can God use you? You want to do what's right. You want to be God's servant, but you haven't taken the time to get the things out of your heart that causes you to struggle, that causes you to not be what He wants to be, what He wants you to be. Number one, I, my, I have to cleanse my heart of spiritual impurity. But number two, here's one that I think maybe I have not understood. Because you remember what Jesus said when an unclean spirit goes out of a man. That uncleanness has to go out. But He didn't stop there. He said that unclean spirit, that sinful behavior, isn't, it just doesn't disappear. It, it has to go somewhere. And it looks back and finds my heart nice and clean, just like that. Now that's ready. All the muck is gone. Everything is gone. It's nice and clean. Except it's empty. I want you to think about that for just a moment. In Philippians chapter 1, beginning around verse 9, uh, Paul said, This I pray... This I pray that your love may abound more and more in all knowledge and discernment that you may be that you may approve the things which are excellent that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of the Lord being filled or being filled with the fruits of righteousness 
which are through Christ Jesus and to the glory and praise of God. Did you hear what he said? I have to get out that which is impure, but I cannot leave myself empty. I have to fill my heart up with that which keeps sin out, keeps Satan out. What was it that Paul said? Did you hear what he said? That you may abound more and more. That you're filled with the fruits of righteousness. That's how you praise God. That's how you serve God. But too many times we hear the lessons about don't do sinful things. We hear the lessons about be what God wants us to be. And so we strive to get rid of those things. But we don't last long because we don't put good in place of it. And guess what? Sinful habits come back. They come back and then they come back with a vengeance and we are worse than we were before. You do understand that, right? Jesus said, if the unclean spirit goes out, if that sinful behavior leaves your life, it's not going to leave you alone. It's going to come back looking for a place to be. That habit is coming back. That attitude is coming back. That sinful behavior, that uh, lack of interest in God, that's going to come back. And if it founds your house nice and empty, waiting for a home, it's going to move right in and bring worse with it. That's what the Bible says. The only way it's not coming back is that if you have given it no place to be. Number three, my heart must be maintained and in service. Now, did you hear what Jesus said? When the unclean spirit goes out of a man... It wanders in the dry places, seeking rest, and it doesn't find any, so it goes back. It says, I'll go back to my home. And having come, he finds it swept, put in order. So he takes seven spirits more wicked than himself. And he comes in and he dwells, and the latter state is worse than the first. How many of you have, it's okay to, well, just nod your head. The grown folks can nod your head too. How many of you have known someone who left the Lord, who fell by the wayside, the way we like to say it, and they tried everything in the world to get right with God, and we loved them, we encouraged them, we prayed for them, and they did come back. And then when they went away again, it was worse than it was the first time. Have you known anybody like that? You see, when I get sin out of my heart, I have to put something in its place. And that's something in its place. John said in, seven, in John 7 and verse 38, this is what Jesus said. He who believes in me, now listen to this. He who believes in me as the scripture says. I'll be 57 years old my birthday and I'm pretty sure that this verse is not one that I have studied very much because I read it, I thought, wait a minute, did it say that? Jesus said, he who believes in me as the scripture says, out of his heart, there it is. If, you want, if you're going to serve Christ, it has to be from the inside out for it to be real, for it to last, for God to do something with that. Jesus said, he who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, if you want to know what it feels like to be alive spiritually, to be alive, you let rivers of living water begin to flow out of your heart. Amen.
That's what I heard tonight, by the way, the singing behind me. I couldn't help but think about that verse. Your heart has to be in play, in, uh, in service. Then I think about Acts 11 and verse 23, but I want you to go back to that pool for a minute. Anybody got a pool? Does it stay that way by itself? It doesn't? You mean you got to do a little of that? Got to do a little of that? You have to spend some time maintaining it, don't you? It has to be in service, doesn't it? It has to be ready for someone to use it. And you're thinking, what are you doing talking about swimming pools? Because you won't forget that. You don't just go out there one day and say, well, I haven't been here in a month. Everything ought to be just right. It won't be. There has to be some daily maintenance. There has to be some regular maintenance. There has to be some in-service going on all the time for that to be what it's supposed to be. One of my fondest memories. Before we close, I can't help but look at that uh, image and think about what happened to me. One of my early days as a director of, of Session 8, we had an unfortunate incident where we had to... Uh, talk to some parents at 3 in the morning and say goodbye to some of our campers, but we won't go into that. Uh, and I was, I was much higher stress back then, and so I couldn't sleep. So I went down to the pool and unlocked it and got in it and watched the sun come up, just letting my nerves calm. And what I forgot, what I didn't realize is that the automatic cleaner was in the pool. And it was so beautiful, there was a fog rolling across the water, and the sun, it was starting to dawn, and that thing came between my legs and wrapped itself around one of my feet. And all of the horror Jaws movies I'd ever seen in my entire life flashing before my eyes, and I squealed louder than I have ever heard anybody squeal in my life. <laughs> but when I think about it, so every time I see that, I think of that situation. But it reminded me of something as I was thinking about that lesson. That was the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, that filter was still working. In the middle of the night, that automatic cleaner was doing its thing. Why? So that when children came at 1 o'clock that afternoon, they would have a clean pool. Folks, if you get that, you can't possibly misunderstand that in order for you to have a pure heart and a clean heart, you can't just pray about it. You can't just ask for it. You can't just study about it every once in a while. It has to be a daily thing that you strive for. It has to be something that you want and you ask God for and then you get busy doing the things that make it happen. So as we think about that tonight, in Acts chapter 11 and verse 23, this is Barnabas. And when he had come and seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them, now listen to this, with one, with purpose of heart, they would continue in the Lord. Do you hear what he said? He, encouraged, he didn't encourage them to say, now y'all don't do the, the bad things because that will cause you to be lost. True though. He didn't say, now y'all make sure that you show up at worship service on Sunday because that's a, that'll take care of itself. He said, with one purpose... You continue in the Lord with a purpose of heart. And if you do that, then God will grow you to where you need to be. So I ask you tonight, very simple, the eternal question before we sing this song. There may be some people tonight who can honestly say, my heart is not where it should be. In what condition is your heart? Is it that 
Are you trying to serve the Lord and the truth is your heart is not fit for service to God? Or perhaps you've tried, perhaps you've reached deep and you've cleaned some things out, but you're still lacking. You haven't filled it up. You haven't let God fill it up yet. 